millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, I'm Josh Hallman. Welcome back to another Just Films and That new release special. Uh, this time around, I'm going to be taking you through my thoughts on the MCU's latest offering, The Marvels. Um, as with all the others, I will keep this as spoiler-free as possible, but if you don't want to know anything at all, make sure you listen to this after you've seen it. Uh, whilst I've got your attention, if you could head over to the app you're listening to this on and give us a little rating and review, it will be massively appreciated. But listen, thanks for listening anyway. You're a wonderful, wonderful person. I'm sure you are. Um, and how are you? Are you well? Um, if you don't know anyway, the film is a sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel, as well as continuing on from some of the TV shows and the wider Marvel films as well. So you've got WandaVision, Miss Marvel, and obviously the most recent Avengers films as well. Uh, in terms of the plot, we find our hero, uh, well, Captain Marvel, played by Brie Larson. She's doing her thing out in space before encountering a villain called Darben, played by Zowie Ashton, who's a Kree, hell-bent on revenge against Captain Marvel for her actions in destroying the supreme intelligence in the last film, which resulted in some unexpected consequences to the home planet of the Kree when Captain Marvel destroyed it. If you think about the Kree, if you don't know, if you don't know about the Kree, they are the race of aliens that Captain Marvel sort of raised, believing she was one of them, uh, and it turned out they'd found her um, after an airplane crash, and that's how she got her powers, because of something on an airplane, blah, blah, blah. We've all seen the first one, and if you haven't, you've probably not listened to this um, anyway. Anyway, one thing leads to another, and we find Captain Marvel, um, something happens to her, and she ends up swapping places with both Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau every time they use their powers. Uh, and this leads to them teaming up to defeat Darben and to try and fix their pos- position-switching dilemma, shall we say. So, let's get stuck in. Overall, listen, I I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really, really good fun. I thought it was exactly exactly what Marvel needed. It was a well-told story that was well-paced, not too bogged down with other bits, and it has great action set pieces um, in it as well. Really great balance between the comedy and the action and the sci-fi. It's a little bit more spacey than some of the other Marvel stuff, even the last Captain Marvel. So if you think of things like um, Guardians of the Galaxy films, it's a little bit more like that in terms of how it looks and how it feels. So that gives them a lot to work with in terms of uh, costumes and production design. And I think they do a really great job. It's very visually interesting in places. They come up with some great ideas in there, which I've not seen before. And it felt, it felt, do you know what? It felt a little bit fresher to me than some of the other Marvel films as well. So you've got the three leads in there as well. Brie Larson, Tiona Paris and Iman Vellani are all great in this as um, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau and Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel uh, respectively. They all get their own little little moments to shine as well which I really liked um, but their chemistry between them is great as well when they're together. They do come up with some little ideas for this uh, f- sort of keeping it feeling fresh um, which is sort of already touched on before. So one of the problems I think you have with a Captain with a character like Captain Marvel 
she's a little bit overpowered. So you have that Superman problem of it lacking vulnerability and stakes and relatability. But the device they use in terms of then swapping places means she can't just beat everyone with her powers. Because every time she uses her powers, she swaps places with one of the other two who aren't as powerful and aren't experienced. So that gives the film stakes, which I really, really liked. Kamala Khan and her family were a highlight as well. I thought it brought some, brought some much needed levity to the story. Iman Vellani, you know, she's a real standout in this for me. She's likable. She's charming she's a star i haven't actually seen the miss marvel tv series i haven't got around to watching it yet but i might i may well check it out now because of her um it's almost entirely female led it's you know it's led by three heroes the villain is um uh, sorry it's led by three female heroes should i say the villain is a is a woman it's written and directed by a woman it's got a really diverse cast as well now obviously i'm a straight white man so i'm not going to go into how important that is because you should really look into that you know from voices that matter more than mine and have much more lived experience than me but i thought it was important to note you know at a time when things feel so divided that these things are now rightfully happening and happening well uh, also they, you know what they don't draw attention to it as well in a way that you think they're doing it because they want a pat on the back so i thought that was really great in terms of dislikes I, I, listen i don't really have much written here to be honest in my notes i think i have two things the first is that i thought zowie ashton was really really great in this i've not seen her in much before but i thought she was a little bit underused so i'd, I'd maybe have liked a little bit more character building for her but I pointed that out to my partner after after we got home and she said, well, you've just said how much you like the shorter runtime. So perhaps if they'd increased that with some building for her, you would have moaned about the fact that it was a little bit bloated. So she she's probably right in, in that sense. Perhaps it's an unwinnable fight for, for Marvel in that sense. The second point and the main point I do want to say, and it's the only real issue I've got with it is there's probably a little bit too much lore from the wider MCU for me. I do think it relies on you having seen the TV stuff. As I said before i haven't seen miss marvel and i haven't got around to it yet but you know i did know who she was and roughly what her power set was how she got her powers and who her family was and stuff like that but that's because i read around it and i listen to stuff and i watch stuff so i'm in that world in terms of constantly having to review these films and watching them just as a fan of them as well and don't get me wrong you know it does a good job of trying to introduce you to those characters if you haven't seen this tv series and i muddled through again having not seen the tv series but i think I think if you don't watch and listen and, and aren't constantly looking into stuff around the MCU as a fan, then you know if you're not a fan of that of that of that wider MCU, then you might have felt yourself a little bit lost, particularly in the first um, half an hour. And that's probably representative of a wider issue that's becoming apparent with Marvel in terms of the amount of content that's just purely out there. Um, other than that, there's a little bit of stuff towards the end around convenience and plot that I, I can't really go into without without spoiling it, but but it's neither here nor there, really. Um, listen, just to finish, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I've been a bit fatigued by some of the Marvel content out there, really, and uh, recently, and, and, and I thought I thought this was really refreshing. I thought it was really escapist. You know, I sat down after a long, long week, and I was entertained for a hundred minutes without without it missing a beat. It was upbeat. It was well paced. It was engaging. It was funny. It was uh, you know, I, it was just exactly what I needed on a Friday night. I really, really enjoyed it. The film's already had some bad press, you know. I think some people are putting that down to Marvel fatigue, which I definitely have, but this didn't fix it for me, but it just felt like a breath of fresh air. I I think people have taken issue with it for various reasons. Yes, you can say that Marvel fatigue, but for example, you know, I checked the IMDB score after I got out and it was two out of 10. 
it's now up to just over six out of ten, and maybe that'll go up or maybe that'll go down. But I think that's a pretty good, you know, it's pretty good evidence of some review bombing there and probably some remote review bombing to come. If you don't know what review bombing is, it's when people target a film and give it bad reviews because they take take issue with it sometimes without having ever seen it. And I can't help but think that this in this instance. It's nothing to do with Marvel fatigue. It's coming from a place of reluctance, resistance to change, or even, you know, the prejudice of, of little insecure people out there who, who don't like the fact that the world's moved on and the world's diversified. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for democracy. I'm all for free speech. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And maybe I just saw something there that others didn't or vice versa. But I can't help thinking that it's not a coincidence that the film comes out with three female, three female leads of different ethnicities playing three, you know, powerful ass kicking superheroes. Uh, and people seem to have taken issue with that. But read into that what you will. As ever, you know, get out there, give it a watch and make up your own uh, make up your own mind. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you next time. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.